Welcome to the Faith is a Verb podcast, formerly known as the Back to Basics Bible Corner. Tracy, Amy, and Amanda here, and digging into scripture together is our favorite thing to do, because simply reading the Bible isn't enough for us. We want to actually study His Word. We have created this podcast as a means to study together with all of you, so we would be over the moon excited to have conversation with you in the comments here. Without further ado, let's go chew on some scripture together. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to the Faith is a Verb podcast. We are so excited to be back. We had to take last week off because of COVID rearing its ugly head, but uh, we're we're back and we're better than ever. Right, Amanda? <laughs> no more clogged ears, no more sickness, no more feeling like we're dying. We're all good. Okay. So we are very, very excited to be back. Um, like we say every single week, I swear, we we literally, we start off by saying the same thing, that we were really put through the ringer this week, and in this instance, this last two weeks, of really living out and having real life uh, examples of what it is that we're planning on studying in the first place. So today we're doing the Fruit of the Spirit Patience, and you guys can imagine how Amanda's patience was tested while, you know, she's just started working a new job and then she catches COVID and she's got kids and her husband's a truck driver and she's by herself feeling like absolute garbage trying to to manage life, right? Um, and and I got 10 kids. <laughs> like like literally every day is a test of patience. My kids also got sick last week. And then after they all got better, I got sick. So that was that was fun, right? plus all of the other situations and issues that come up in life. Amy as well. Like we, we we just have so many things every single time that help us to walk out exactly what it is that we planned on studying. And while during that time, it obviously is not something that is super fun and it feels very daunting and um, unnecessary, looking back at the end of it, whenever we come on here to record every single time, I, I don't know if I can speak for both of the other ladies, but I know I feel incredibly grateful for the life lessons. They're both nodding their heads. So, okay, we're all on the same page here. I feel very grateful for the life lessons that came about during that week, or like I said, this time, two weeks, um, that helped to just really solidify everything that we were, we were wanting to learn and wanting to help you guys navigate too. So, uh, yeah, th this should be an interesting an interesting podcast episode. I hope that you have your notebook ready. You have your pen, your highlighter, your Bible. Uh, you got your other resources ready. If you check the show notes, um, you can go and get direct links to the various resources that we use and have those open while we are going through this. Uh, it, it is always our hope that everybody who is listening to this is able to listen at a time that they're able to sit and actually study. Um this, this doesn't really serve anybody that is just listening as they're going on about their day. I mean, you might learn a couple of things, but it's definitely a podcast that we designed specifically to benefit the person that is sitting down to do a study. So without further ado, Amanda, in all of her beautiful words, is going to pray us into this so that we are making sure that we are in alignment with his will and that we are speaking his words only and not our own. So go ahead, Amanda. All right. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for helping us to feel better and to be able to breathe and hear. That's amazing. And Lord, I want to just thank you for being with us when we need patience and 
for reminding us that you got things, you got things handled. We just have to trust. And remembering that we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to do it all. We just have to have you. Lord, I thank you for your many blessings. I ask that your words from come from you and not our own today. And that the listeners get what they need from us today. In thy name's sake, amen. Amen and amen. Good job, Amanda. Um, I say this every time, but I love whenever you pray for us. So thank you for that. Um, we might be a little bit all over the place today because patience, um, patience is something that is literally seen. It's a theme that is seen from the very beginning to the very end of scripture. It is behind every story. It is behind every moment of somebody showing faith. It is behind every command. It is behind literally every plan that Yahweh has for his kingdom, for his creation, for his people. Uh, patience, 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 which is so funny because it's also the hardest one I mean, I, this, this is not any stretch of the imagination. Whenever you're looking at the list of the fruits of the spirit, absolutely hands down the hardest one for all of us to be able to exhibit on a day-to-day -day basis is patience. It is not hard to love people, right? Unless you're just a downright, like no good person, people who are listening to this podcast, that's not you, right? So like, but that one's not hard. It's not hard to be gentle. It's not hard to be kind. It's not hard to be good, right? Like all of those things are far easier for us to do, but the hardest thing for us to do is to be patient. And that also means that it's the most important one for us to work on, right? It means that we have every opportunity from big to little, every single day, we are given thousands, thousands of opportunities to work on our patients. Um, I want to, I want to start off by sharing something with you guys that somebody once told me, and I had never really stopped to think about it before, but it is, it is true. <laughs> it is absolutely true. And you should, you should listen to this as well. Never, ever, 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 ever pray for patience. Don't do it. Do not pray for patience because the father doesn't just answer our prayers with like a magic wand that he just like waves around for a second. And then all of a sudden, poof, we have what it is that we've asked for, right? Like we know that if that was the case, we would all have like unlimited resources. We would all have, you know, a safe, secure, happy home. We would all have perfectly yoked marriages. We would all have perfectly behaved children. We would all um, have zero flesh pulling at us, right? Like we, we wouldn't have any issue dying to our flesh and walking in the spirit. Like our life would literally be perfect if that was how he did things. He is a refiner of character. He is a forger of iron, right? He is going to give you ways and reasons and, and tests and things <laughs> that are going to push you, push you, push you, push you, push you in order to gain that patience. So do yourself a favor and just go ahead and know and remember today and every day, do not pray for patience. It is not a good idea. <laughs> um, I want to also stop and, and call to mind how patient Yahweh is with all of us. How patient he has been with his creation from the very beginning, right? Like time doesn't operate the same way for him that it does for us. We know that there's no possible way that it can. But think about how much time has gone gone on since he he started his creation. And obviously the end game 
that hasn't happened yet, right? How much time has gone between there? How many times we have gotten it wrong and he still continues to forgive us every single day? How many times um, we have just not not gotten it right? And he looks past that and he picks us back up and he helps us move on, right? So anytime you're feeling like you're struggling to be patient, uh, think about how patient he has been with you. And that is actually it ties right into like my salvation story to begin with and in how this walk all started for me. You guys who have been here for a while, you know this, but I was always a believer. Uh, there was never a day in my life that I did not believe that God was God. Jesus was Jesus. He was the son of God and yada, 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 all these things. Right. But I wasn't a walker. I wasn't a doer. I wasn't somebody that actually lived out my faith. I did not see faith as a verb at that time. Um, and one day, I, you know, I, I had just started reading my Bible for myself and I was changing the way that I, I was behaving and I was listening to Christian music and I was watching what I was um, reading and what I was watching and all that. I was making these changes, right? Because I was starting to have my eyes opened, but I wouldn't say that I ever felt saved, right? Because I was still continuing to pray that like the salvation prayer that everybody knows, right? Like I was still continuing to pray that every single day. Um, hoping that one day I would feel different. Right. So anyway, one day I was having this particularly rough day with the kids and they were just, were not listening to me. It was a battle. Everything was a battle. We were fighting. There was yelling. It was just nonstop. And I was losing it. I was absolutely losing my mind. And I came in my room and I, I hit the floor. I literally just, I went down to my knees and I, I had my hands down on the floor and I was just sobbing. I had this puddle of tears underneath me and I was praying out loud, like yelling, asking him, why aren't they listening to me? Why am I not good at this? You, you called me to be a mother. Why am I not good at this? Why am I not more patient? Why am I not more loving? Why won't they listen to me? Like just on and on and on I was going. And that was, that was the first time that I ever felt him talk to me. That was the first time that I ever heard him, right? And he literally said, why aren't you listening to me? And it stopped me dead in my tracks, okay? And then obviously the rest of the story goes on and and, and I, you know, got saved and, and everything changed for me then, right? But what happened? What happened to get that moment? It wasn't that I was yelling and screaming. It wasn't that I was crying. I had done that before. It wasn't that I was having a hard day. Man, I'd had lots of those before, right? What was it that I finally cut down? It was my pride. I humbled myself. I got down on the ground. I let it all out. I humbled myself before him. And because of that, he blessed me with patience. He revealed to me his plan. He revealed to me his truth. Pride and patience go hand in hand. I can literally give you a billion examples of that happening. I'm not going to do that. We'll just go over a couple. But like, think about the last time that you were, you know, driving down the road and you're starting to feel a little bit road ragey. Like, oh my gosh, why are you driving so slow? Hurry up. Put on your blinker. What are you doing? We, what, what are we thinking in that moment? We might not be stopping and thinking like, exactly, I'm better than that person. But like the, the idea is that you drive better. You know the rules of the road better. You're, you have somewhere to be and this person needs to get out of the way. You're more important than whatever this person has going on, right? You're more important than whatever situation they have going on. They need to just move it, right? That's the assumption. That's, that's letting our pride get in the way, right? 
when we are struggling with our children not listening to us and they're not honoring the systems or the rules of the house and and they're just running their mouth and they're being a mouthy teenager and whatever else, yada, 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 yada. That's, that's, we're struggling with that. And we're getting angry about that. And we're getting resentful about that. That's our pride. Why in the world do we think that we somehow are, are, are worthy of them listening to us when we literally will not stop and listen to God? right? That's our, that's our pride in the way. You will see time and time and time again, pride and patience going hand in hand. You cannot expect to be growing in your patience if you have not humbled yourself. And that's something that has to happen every day. This is not something that happens just once. Oh, I humbled myself. Okay. I'm so humble and I'm full of humility now. Like it's a day, day to day, moment to moment, issue to issue transaction. You have to make a choice to put down your pride and pick up your patience. Okay. Um, I want to take a look real quick at Colossians chapter one. We're going to read verse nine through 15. Um, let's see if I can get it there. And as always, I am reading from my copy of the scriptures from the Institute of Scripture Research. Uh, so yours might say it a little bit differently. That's okay. This is um, chapter one, verse nine. That is also why we, from the day we heard, have not ceased praying for you and asking that you be filled with the knowledge of his desire in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, to walk worthily with of the master, pleasing all, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of Elohim, being empowered with all power according to the might of his esteem for all endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the Father who has made us fit to share in the inheritance of the set-apart ones in the light, who has delivered us from the authority of darkness and transferred us onto the reign of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, who is the likeness of the invisible Elohim, the firstborn of all creation. We see right there a, a call to letting our character be changed, letting our character be refined by the most high Elohim, right? By our creator, the one that made us, letting him complete his creation the, the way that he had intended. We cannot allow that to happen if we do not accept that he is in control. He is the one that is going to do better than we are. If we cannot put down our pride and pick up some humility, we can never allow him to finish his creation. We we should be eager, eager for him to refine us. That's going to be dangerous. That's going to be difficult. That's going to be emotional you're you're going to cry and scream and claw your way through that because the re refining process is not an easy one it's a burning away of your flesh it is a burning away of your old heart so that you can have this new fleshly heart so that you can walk in the spirit instead of walking in the flesh and we hear right here um being empowered with all power according to his might for all endurance and patience with joy because we have to endure. We have to endure this world. We have to endure these situations. We have to endure the refining process, that sanctification process. We have to endure that, the difficulty that comes with that in order to receive that patience. I stumbled upon a quote by this man named Philip Brooks that I really want to read for you guys. Do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger men. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Pray for powers equal to your tasks. 
then the doing of your work shall be no miracle, but you yourself shall be a miracle. Every day you shall wonder at yourself, at the richness of life, which has come to you by the grace of God. I thought that that like literally just went perfectly with this. It, it smacked me right in my heart. Um, when when I say don't pray for patience, don't don't pray for patience, pray for strength. Pray for his hand to help guide you through whatever situation it is that you need patience in. Pray for him to be the person that is taking you through these situations because he and only he can do it the quote unquote right way. Patience is the guardian of faith, the preserver of peace, the cherisher of love, the teacher of humility. Patience governs the flesh, strengthens the spirit, sweetens the temper, stifles anger, extinguishes envy, subdues pride. She bridles the tongue, restrains the hand, tramples upon temptations, endures persecutions, consummates martyrdom. Patience produces unity in the church, loyalty in the state, harmony in families and society. She comforts the poor and moderates the rich. She makes us humble in prosperity, cheerful in adversity, unmoved by calamity and reproach. She teaches us to forgive those who have injured us and to be the first in asking forgiveness of those whom we have injured. She delights the faithful and invites the unbelieving. She adorns the woman and approves the man. She is beautiful in either sex and every age. Behold her appearance and her title. Patience is the character virtue that enables all the other character virtues. It's literally, it's the foundation. It's the main one. It's the first one. It's the hardest one. It's the most important one, right? And it enables all of those other character traits to develop and then mature in us. Remember, sanctification, changing daily. There will never be a time when you are walking with the Father that you have done it, that you have you have reached the the end of your character refining process, right? There will never be a day. You will constantly have him working on you to get you to that point. You won't be done until Yeshua comes back. Without patience, nothing that takes time could ever happen, including our character development and the harvest of the spirit in each of us. He created the world. He created us. He created all of the animals. He created all of these things with the goal of us getting to the end. The patience that he must have <laughs> sitting here waiting for us to figure this out, to, to let his plan unfold, right? The patience we have to have to sit here and endure until the end, right? Like to, to sit there and put up with all of the chaos of the world, waiting for us to be able to be welcomed into our heavenly home. We have to daily strive to get patience. I uh, want to jump back to Psalm chapter 40, verse one through seven. And I was supposed to mark it out with my green ribbon and I didn't. <laughs> so now I have to find it. Give me a second. It's Psalm chapter 40. Verse one through seven. Okay. I waited and waited for Yahweh and he inclined to me and heard me cry. And he drew me out of the pit of destruction, out of the muddy clay. And he set my feet upon a rock. He is establishing my steps. Then he put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our Elohim. Many do see it in fear and trust in Yahweh. Blessed is the man who has made Yahweh his trust and has not turned to the proud. And those turning aside to falsehood, 
O Yahweh, my Elohim, many are the wonders which you have done and your purposes towards us. There is no one to compare with you. I declare and speak. They are too many to be numbered. Slaughtering and meal offering you did not desire. You have opened my ears. Ascending offering and sin offering you did not ask for. Then I said, see, I have come. In the scroll of the book, it is prescribed for me. The ultimate test of patience is waiting for that future glory, waiting for heaven's reward, waiting for our Messiah to come and take us home. That is, this is literally like, you think it's hard. I think it's hard every day to be patient with my kids, right? Like, my goodness, why can't they just listen? Why can't they just do their chores? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think in the moment that that is like the hardest thing ever, right? Like, I'm never going to be able to like, continue this like how am I ever going to be able to continue in this life and then I go to bed and I wake up the next day and I continue on perfectly fine right it feels like there are earthly worldly things are so hard to be patient for but then stop and think for a second of how patient you have to be waiting for Yeshua to come back I don't know if anybody else uh feels as like whoa that was a gut punch um as I do about that but it like it really it's it's about changing your perspective right like your perspective on everything in life, in every situation matters. The way that you're looking at it, what lens you're looking at it through changes absolutely your actions, your feelings, your thoughts, the the severity of the situation, the outcome of the situation, it changes everything. So if we put on this lens of like all of the stuff in my world, all of these day-to-day tasks are so hard. I don't have enough patience to do this. How am I going to do this? Then we're constantly going to be struggling with that right? Because that's the lens that you're looking at it through. Try taking that lens off and putting on a lens of like what I'm ultimately needing to be patient for is being patient for Yahweh, being patient for him to fulfill his plan, being patient for him to finish this refining process in me and and have Yeshua come back and bring me home, right? I need to change my perspective so that I can change my actions and I can change my thoughts and I can change the way that I'm, I'm moving. Some of the hardest life lessons involve learning patience. To learn to wait while your child in the high chair does everything with his food but eat it. To be willing to quietly sit and listen as a long-winded friend bores you yet again with another one of her endless stories. To be ready to actively listen. I just want to say, Amanda and Amy, by the way, that is not, I, I do not, you do not bore me with your stories. It was just an example of like people. <laughs> anyway. Uh, to be ready to actively listen as your child talks in an, an aggravatingly minute detail about everything that happened in her day. To be patient without interrupting. To be patient while standing in the checkout line behind an older person carefully counting out their exact change for a purchase. To not explode at the driver in front of you. To be able to quiet the impulse to shout. To be able to curb anger when you are wronged. The songwriter penned such a simple line. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. By living life in a hurried frenzy, careening out of control and exhibiting anger at others' way, we live the opposite of the life example that Yeshua HaMashiach set before us. Oh, to be patient. What a tough lesson to learn because it's tested nearly every day by little as well as big things that we have absolutely zero control over. Waiting is not high on our list of things to do in our hurry-up microwave society. Patience has never been a strength of the human flesh, but that doesn't change a thing. The Bible is full of things to say about waiting. 
I have a couple of examples here that we're going to go over. Uh, I'm reading them from my, my list of notes that I have here instead of trying to hunt for my ribbons. So uh, Psalm 25, 3, no one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. Psalm 25, 5, guide me in your truth and teach me for you are Yahweh, my savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Psalm 27, 14, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Psalm 52, 9, in your name, I will hope for your name is good. Psalm 62, 1, my soul finds rest in Yahweh alone. Psalm 62, 5, Find rest, O my soul, in Yahweh alone. My hope comes from him. Isaiah 40, 31. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of Yahweh, you will receive what he has promised. Hebrews 10, chapter or chapter 10, verse 35 through 36. Isaiah 30, 18. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion. For the Lord is an Elohim of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. All of these about waiting. All of these about showing patience, waiting for his plan to be fulfilled, waiting for him to change us, waiting for him to bring about the next part of what we are supposed to do, our assignment, opening the door, closing the window, whatever it is that we're waiting on him to do. All of these verses are about us needing to wait and trust and have faith. That is what faith is, right? We, we hear mention all the time about um it wasn't the actions of Abraham. It wasn't the circumcision or anything like that. It was his faith. It was his undeniable faith that he had. Noah had faith, right? Moses had faith. Having that faith, knowing that you do not know what's going to happen. You do not know how these things are going to happen. You do not know the timetable. Having that faith, that patience to wait for him and let things unfold. That's what it's all about. If Yahweh wasn't in the business of maturing his children, the process wouldn't take nearly so long. He is always more interested in our growth than he is in us getting our every want, whim, and wish. Therefore, waiting is the most useful tool that is essential when you consider the end result. He is not into the instant anything kind of convenience, especially when it comes to growing his sons and his daughters, preparing them for his kingdom. It's just not what he's going to do. He's not going to just instantly, boop, there you go. You have what it is that you asked for. Boop, there you go. Now we're moving on to the next thing. Boop, here you go. Just made life so much easier for you. Boop, here you go. That's not what he does. He's never done that. He's never, ever, 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 ever done that. It was never his plan. It was never his character. It was never who he was. It was never what was going to happen. If that was the case, if he was like this instant gratification type of God, he would have created his creation, boom, right there in heaven. There would have been no need for all of this other process, right? Because he would have just had that instant gratification of creating what it was that he originally wanted in, in the first place. That's not what he's about. That's not what he does. And we have to stop being like that. We have to stop looking at every single situation in our life like it needs to be just popped in the microwave for a quick nuke and then it's good to go right? And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is by leaning on him and having faith in him, trusting in him, praying for him to give us the strength to endure what it is that we are enduring. What does the Torah tell us about patience? Uh, it was, like I said, it was a little bit hard to find exact specific examples of like this, this command here at this scripture tells us that we need to have the spirit of patience. 
But whenever you stop and you're looking, like I said, you can see that patience is a, is the theme from very beginning to very end. So I have a couple of things that I want to say about the Torah, Torah portion of this, because I told you guys that every single one of them, I was going to bring it back to the Old Testament into the Torah. And I was going to show that it was always his plan from day one. It's not a New Testament concept. It's been there from the moment that he he first did all of this. It's so much better to be able to catch our impatience as it is arising and to nip it in the bud. We make a first move in this direction by developing more awareness of the telltale signs of impatience right in that instant that they begin to first stir up. We experience impatience through these physical indicators and need to become sensitive to them so that we can identify them as they first arise in us before they take charge. The practice is to witness and name the feelings just as they come up. To tell yourself that at the first appearance of signs of impatience in you, you will say to yourself, I'm feeling impatient right now. Or that's impatience rearing its ugly head. Impatience, impatience, just, just physically saying it. Just by forming those words, you will be able to hold open at least a tiny crack through which the light of consciousness can still shine through. And that's what, that's where change comes from. That's where changing behavior comes from, giving yourself that tiny little bit of wiggle room for that, that Holy Spirit conviction to, to be able to speak up, right? Giving you that opportunity to have that gut feeling telling you, hey, you need to do this instead, right? So whenever you allow yourself that tiny little window, then you can have that, that, that voice in you telling you to stop. And then before you know it, you're behaving differently. Amy sent us in our group chat, uh, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, she sent a, a, a reel or a TikTok video or something. I don't remember where it was from. I, I watched it. I loved it. It was great. And I'm going to implement it now. But there was this woman that um, was talking about a, how a friend of hers had told her that she, um, whenever her kids would would do something, she would say, I love you more than whatever. So like if, if, if your kid breaks a vase, I love you more than that vase, please get the broom and clean it up. Right. And Amy has been implementing that. And I'll, I'll let her share more on that if that's what she wants to share on whenever it's her turn. But I I felt so moved by that. Like I I haven't actually said it yet, but I, I want to do it. But that goes right along with what I'm saying here. Like it's calling it out. It's it's you stopping to realize I'm about to be impatient. I I feel that anger bubbling in my belly, right? Because my kid is not listening again or this situation happened again or whatever. And being able to stop yourself and say, I love you more than bringing it back from impatience to not only patience, but also love and grace and mercy and forgiveness and all of these other qualities that we are commanded to have, should have, and all struggle to maintain every single day. Um, patience in the sense of trusting in Yahweh and letting things take their course is one of the very core teachings of the Torah. Impatience is caused by a false feeling of control over our destiny. And as we learn to relinquish that control to Yahweh, our patience will grow. Also, growth takes time. And without patience, we do not give ourselves the time that we need to grow and mature. I've been on this walk for four years now. I feel like I should be further on some days, right? Like there, there's days where I feel like I, some of these things shouldn't still be a struggle for me. I shouldn't still have my flesh rearing its head in these ways or whatever, but refining my character, changing my ways, being somebody who is in alignment with his will takes time. It takes growth. It takes maturity. And it's not something I can control. I cannot control my growth. I know that sounds crazy because 
who else is supposed to control my growth? Um, Yahweh. Yahweh is. Yahweh controls my growth. He controls what he reveals to me. He controls um, the, the Holy Spirit inside of me, right? Like I do have some choice in the matter because I can choose to listen to my flesh or I can choose to listen to the Holy Spirit convicting me, but I don't have control over the the rapidness, the rapidity, whatever of the process happening. I have zero control over that. He's going to do it in his timetable. If my unequally yoked marriage has taught me anything, it has taught me that. I cannot be the one that's in control. Neither can you. No one on this planet can be in control of their own life, their own situations, their own character refining process. Nothing. We can't do that. While the Torah does not explicitly instruct us be patient because of this. Like, like, this is the command that I'm giving you. Patience is the the common theme in all of the stories in the Torah. I have a couple examples here, but uh, Yahweh is very patient with the people for the first 10 generations, right? He's very, very, very patient with them. Um, and then he loses patience with them. And what does he do? He floods the earth, right? Well, then he's very patient again with the people from the time of the flood through Abraham very patient with them, not, not giving them direct instruction, letting them kind of just have it in their heart to, to grow closer to them. Right. And then, and then with Abraham, that's whenever he starts making actual moves, right. That's whenever he starts to actually show up that he is changing things and taking control of things. And he's, he's putting the players on the chessboard where he wants them to be. Does that make sense? Um, he was very patient to just let people do their thing before them. Abraham is patient whenever he is going to Canaan and with waiting for it to be given to him, right? Waiting, waiting for this promise that Yahweh has made that he's going to give him this land flowing with milk and honey, and he's going to magnify his descendants and all of these things. Lot is impatient and claims his land early whenever it came between Abraham and Lot, Lot however you pronounce it. Um, I'm going to go this way. You're going to go this way. Yada, 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 yada. Lot went and does his thing. And we all know how that turns out, or I hope we do. Spoiler alert, if you don't know how it turns out, he ends up in Sodom and Gomorrah, and uh, that's no bueno. <laughs> like, that's that's not a good place to be. Um, Abraham waits patient, patiently for children. Sarah does not. She gets impatient. Yes, it was a long wait. She was 90-something years old. Like, I, I know that that was hard, but Abraham waited patiently. Sarah did not wait patiently. Sarah gave Hagar to him. Sarah pushed the issue. She tried to move her chess piece, right? And we all know how that turned out. That did not turn out well. Jacob is quite patient while he is working for Levon before he marries Rachel. He had to work for seven years. That's a long time. Joseph's brothers are impatient and try to preemptively prevent his dreams from coming true. Jacob patiently <clears throat> waits to see what will happen. Joseph tries to give a little push to how things are developing and asks the royal butler to mention him to the pharaoh. When that doesn't work out well, he's very patient and does not reveal himself to his brothers whenever they come. Moses is impatient when conditions worsen, worsen for the Jews after he comes to the Pharaoh and he is punished for that impatience. The Israelites are impatient when Moses does not come down from Sinai when they expected him. So what did they do? They made a golden calf, right? We see examples in every story of people being patient and people being impatient. It's just what happens. It, it's it's the nature of things because we all are dumb, stupid, fleshly humans and we will forever be in this battle <laughs> with our flesh. So it's time to learn how to deny our flesh and say no to that. Um, last little thing that I have for you guys is um, 
Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 6, chapter 19, verse 9, and chapter 26, verse 17, all call us to walk in his commands, to trust in him, to do what he has asked us to do. That is faith. Faith is a verb. We need to have faith that he will be able to endure, help us endure, give us the strength to navigate all of these situations that we are in and that he is going to bring about his will. Let me tell you what, there's nothing that I want more than my husband to receive salvation. I want that to happen four years ago, five years ago, 12 years ago, 42 years ago. I don't want it to be a, a battle every single day, but it doesn't matter what I want. Doesn't matter what I want. There's a reason there's a purpose behind this. I'm sorry. There's a kid knocking on my door. There's like all of my kids are out of school right now. So there's like a ton of older siblings for him to go and ask, but he's going to ask me. I'm so sorry. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter what I want. There's a plan and a purpose behind this and he is going to do it in his, in his way, in, in his fulfillment, right? Not in mine. And I know that, um, it's very hard for many of us to remember. It's it's hard for me to remember, but whenever it does happen, it, it's going to bring so much glory to his name. And I just have to keep that in my mind at all times. Um, I had a hard time coming up with examples of how I, I show the spirit of patience and how I teach my children the spirit of patience because uh, I suck at it. <laughs> Everybody always assumes that I must be really, really, really patient because I have 10 kids. I guess maybe I'm more patient in some ways than other people and less patient in other ways than other people. Um, but I'm not... I was not like magically gifted with patience. In fact, I'm quite impatient in like literally everything. I am very much a, uh, when I want something, I want it now. Maybe it's my ADHD or maybe it's just, I don't know, that that's something that I really need to work on. But I firmly believe he gave me 10 kids because he wanted me to grow in that area. Okay. He gave me the life that he gave me, the, the, the drama with the exes that we have to deal with, the, the financial situations that we have to deal with, like all of the things in my life that he has, he has orchestrated, blessed us with put here, right? He did it specifically to help me grow in my patience. I know that. And then of course, because like we've already discussed, whenever your patience is where it needs to be, all of the other character traits that you're supposed to have are where they need to be. So I really struggle with this, but I think just really being more mindful to call out, say the word, I'm being impatient so that you can open up that window for you to make a change in behavior there. Um, it's, a, it's a habit you have to practice. It's something that you have to just get into your routine. And then of course, whenever we are living by example for our children, they start to see those things too, but we can't be the pot calling the kettle black. We can't be expecting our kids to be super patient and listen all the time whenever we're not being super patient and we're not listening all the time. And that's what I have for you today. So I believe Amanda is going to go next. I would just like to say two things. One, it is extremely distracting when there's a cute, chunky, monkey little baby. Look, at, I just want to pinch those cheekers. So cute. And two, my stories are riveting. So you can't be pointing that at me. <laughs> listen, listen, I was not pointing that at you. I was, I was I think of situations where people were impatient. <laughs> oh, goodness. I have to give you a hard time. It's fun. Okay, so as you know, I had COVID and life just be life and, and patience, they say, is a virtue. And I even tried to figure out who wrote that. And I got impatient trying to figure out who wrote patience is a virtue. So not my strong suit. 
Um, it's something that I struggle with a lot, especially lately. And I'm in a hard season in my life right now. And, and I have been for a hot mitten. So writing about this topic is a struggle for me. I literally was writing it as Tracy was speaking. So, um, and if you're like me and you're going through a bunch of crap, like welcome to the club and having patience when it feels like your world is crumbling around you can feel impossible. When you pray and wait and pray and wait and pray and wait. But I think when we just pray and wait, we are missing a couple steps. We should pray, trust, wait, and listen. The trusting and the listening is where I get tripped up because I am so, I am a broken and weak in flesh. Trusting is hard. It is hard to trust a person that you can see in front of you, let alone someone you cannot physically see. And same goes for listening. I question myself. Am I hearing what God is telling me? Or is this my own thoughts? Or is this the evil one telling me lies? Psalms 40, 12. Or no, excuse me. One and two. Hey, okay. Um, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair and out of the mud and mire. He has set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. And when I read that, I was like boom like when he saved me that is what it felt like I was just dragging feet and he heard my cry and a lot like uh Tracy's story it mostly happened when you're at your absolute lowest and there there's no light to be seen at all and then he's there but he's always there we just have to pay attention and we have to wait patiently when we pray. We have to remind ourselves that God does hear every prayer. He hears the ones that we cry out and he hears the ones that we are afraid to say. He hears the angry ones and the scared ones and he hears them all. So when you pray, don't be shy or feel awkward or aim for perfection. God does not care about flowery words. He cares about what is true. He cares about you. Not if you stumble over your words, and if we start to show this to our children, the sooner the better. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Jesus reminds us to pray and keep praying, and God will make things happen. And Second Chronicles 7, 14. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. When we seek him, he will always be there. So we have to have patience in the waiting, knowing nothing is too bad for God to handle. We are never too far gone for God to take care of. He's not going to look at me and say, sorry, but this is just a little bit too much for me to deal right now with. So I'm just going to let you handle this one and I'll text you later to see how it went. God's answer will always be, I got you. It's okay. Then we must trust that he, that he indeed have things under control. 
he has a plan to bring good from our sufferings. It may not look like it, what we want, and it could look worse before it gets better, but fully trust that... Yes, you can have some scales. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but we fully trust that he's got this and leave it. You catch yourself wandering away from trust. Stop yourself and remind yourself that he has it handled. You may even need to just speak it out loud. Then we wait. I am not good at the waiting. I hate the unknown and not having control on things. When we wait for answers, we have to rely on that trust that we're working on. We have to have peace with whatever may happen, whether that's good or bad, and be content to wait for however long it takes, whether it's in an instant or 10 years. We have to wait. Look at all the people who waited and trusted in the Bible and how things turned out for them. Then look at those who impatiently waited and got fed up and relied on themselves to figure things out. All they did was make things harder on themselves. I don't want to wander for 40 years. Do you? Then listen. This is tricky. The only way I know how to listen for God is when I pray and ask the Lord. Thank you for the grape skittle. <laughs> it's my favorite. Okay. Um I know how the only way I know how to listen for God is when I pray and ask the Lord to give me discernment so I can see that, yes, this is God. Yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. But wouldn't it be nice if God would use a neon sign saying, here's your answer? Because at times I can't hear what he is saying because there's so much noise in my head. That would be handy to have someone. That's when it is handy to have someone to rely on that you trust. And that is a follower of God to help you see that this is God or something else. I wish I had better answers on how to have patience or a list of verses for you to read every day. But I know for a fact that the answers are in this book. I just have to open my mind and let God guide me to it. The Bible holds all the answers to our problems. We just have to be open enough to see them. We have to be open the Bible, pray, trust, wait, and listen. And that's it. I love that. You nailed it. Good job. I know that you felt like it just wasn't coming this time and which is weird because we had two weeks and we all like all I wrote mine this morning. We had two weeks, but I wrote mine this morning. Amanda wrote hers this morning. Amy, I think is the only one that had hers written beforehand, but I don't think that she had it written like last week or anything. I think that it was still a little bit of a last minute thing. Um, and I just want to I love that you were talking about the neon sign. Um, from Westlake, Louisiana. Shout out to any of my fellow Cajun people out there. Um, if you are from Westlake, you know what I'm talking about, but there's this massive, I mean, like massive sign on like an overhead uh, railroad track thing as you're going into Westlake, like the, the, the one road to come into Westlake. And it says, welcome to Westlake, right? Like it, it's like this big Westlake sign. They actually just redid it. It's been the same, like horribly disgusting green sign for my entire life. And when I went um, two years ago, I saw that they had redone it and it, it actually kind of made me sad. I mean, it looks great, but it makes me sad because it's not the same thing anymore. Anyway, um, my best friend, Brittany, that I've known like my whole life, um, we often will, will say that we wish that he would just give us a sign as big as the Westlake sign. And that's just like our, our, our thing that we say all the time. And I often will pray for that. I will literally 
ask him whenever I'm seeking some discernment or I'm seeking some clarity on something, I will tell him, I am a fool. I am absolutely blinded by this world. I need you to give me a sign as big as the Westlake sign. So don't, don't think that you can't pray for this massive sign. Doesn't mean he's always going to give it to you because his will, his way, his purpose it, for a reason, but you can always pray for a sign as big as the Westlake sign. I love that. Praying for something that you know is big. I like that. Um, so I started with just back to basics, um, getting some definitions and this word is the Greek G3115. I'm not even gonna try to say this word, y'all. It's M-A-K-R-O-T-H-Y-M-I-A, Macrothemia. <laughs> um, the Greek meaning is patience, endurance, consistency, steadfastness, perseverance, forbearance, long-suffering, slowness in avenging wrongs. The self-restraint, which does not hastily retaliate a wrong. The one is opposed to cowardice or desponding, the other to wrath and revenge. The Merriam-Webster defines patience as the capacity, habit, or fact of being patient, meaning bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaint, manifesting forbearance under provocation or strain, not hasty or impetuous, steadfast despite opposition, difficulty or adversity. <clears throat> forbearance means the act of forbearing. To forbear, forbear is to hold oneself back from especially with an effort. So to do without, to leave alone, to hold back, to abstain, to control oneself when you're provoked. That's so hard to control yourself while you're provoked. The word long suffering means patiently enduring a lasting offense or hardship. I had to define those words to understand exactly what we're talking about because long suffering isn't a word that we use very often and neither is forbearance. And those are all the words, those are the three words that I found in most of the different um, Bibles. Um, our NLT, our One Step Closer Bible describes patience as a form of perseverance perseverance that allows us to respond to frustrating circumstances with grace and self-control. Patience is not merely a personality trait, but instead is a byproduct, byproduct of the Holy Spirit's presence and work within us. Exodus 5, 22 and 23 So Moses went back to the Lord and asked, Lord, why have you caused trouble for this people? And why did you ever send me? Ever since I went into Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has caused trouble for this people and you haven't delivered your people yet. So when things happen in the time that we assume they should happen, we get upset and our timing is the right timing. Once we surrender and understand that it is only Yahweh's timing that things happen, we lose anxiety, worry, anger, frustration, and 
we gain patience, self-control, peace, and joy. Exodus 6, 1 through 9. But the Lord replies to Moses, Now you are going to see what I will do to Pharaoh. He will let them go because of my strong hand. He will drive them out of his land because of my strong hand. Then God spoke to Moses, telling him, I am Yahweh. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty, but I did not reveal my name Yahweh to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land they lived in as foreigners. Furthermore, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are forcing to work as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, tell the Israelites, I am Yahweh, and I will deliver you from the forced labor of the Egyptians and free you from slavery to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and great acts of judgment. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You will know that I am Yahweh, your God, who delivered you from the forced labor of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land that I swore to give Jacob, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you as a possession. I am Yahweh. Moses told this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because their broken spirit and hard labor. The Israelites in this section are frustrated because things are not happening as fast as they think they should be happening. It's not in their time. So therefore, they feel like it's not true. It's not going to happen. They're being impatient. <laughs> Six, uh, 10 through 13. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, go and tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go from his land. But Moses said in the Lord's presence, if the Israelites will not listen to me, then how will the Pharaoh listen to me since I am such a poor speaker? Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them commands concerning both the Israelites and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. Moses has been rejected by the but Moses has been rejected to be heard by both Pharaoh and Israel. He's starting to have anxiety, worry, frustration, maybe even some anger going on because nobody's listening to him. Now this continues on again and again. He has to go back and forth and back and forth. Can you imagine how that feels? And that's literally how I feel every single day with these toddlers. <laughs> every day with the babies and the toddlers and the patients and everything it's it's going it's repeating the same thing and it's not in the time that I want it to happen so therefore I don't think that it is you know it, it it's hard for me to have that patience I'm going to leave you with just a few things Isaiah a couple promises from God Isaiah 30 18 for the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. And Proverbs 16, 32, better to be patient than powerful, better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Love that. Again, we say this every week. You guys who listen every week are probably tired of us saying the same thing, but like, we didn't think it was going to come together. We were like, man, this is going to be really hard. And then it does come together because it's not, it's not, it's not us. It's not what we want. It's not what, you know what I mean? It's, it's literally, he's in control. He is in control. He uses these weeks to 
to refine us and to show us real life examples moment by moment by moment of how to live this out. And we're, we're right there with you guys, um, struggling to find the the way to have these fruits of the spirit as well. Like it, it, that that's the whole point. We're here with you guys. We're studying this out with you guys at the same time. Um, and we just hope that you are finding any sort of value in this. Um, Amy and Amanda, you both did an amazing job. I'm very proud of you. And I am very thankful to have you guys on this journey with me week after week after week. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to get through my day. <laughs> you, you guys are a constant source of patience for me. Um, you are people that I can reach out to and know that you are going to point me back to the word. And I just, I appreciate you both so very much. And I hope that every single one of our listeners has somebody in your life um, that you can do that with. You, it, it's it's so important to have um, biblically minded individuals in your life that can point you back to his word, that can direct you back to him when you are feeling like your flesh is winning and that you can't possibly endure another moment. Um, so thank you guys for being here today. I hope that you found some value in this. I hope that you were able to get some study time done. If you um, haven't already checked the show notes, we have some resources there like always. Um, and, and feel free if you don't mind to share this podcast episode in your social media, if you use social media or tell a friend about it, um, somebody that you work with anything, get, get the word out so that we can have more people here studying with us. Um, that would just be really cool. We don't, I mean, even if it's only one person that listens every single week, we're still going to be here doing this, but it would just be really cool to have, you know, more people listening. Uh, we're going to be back next week with the fruit of the spirit kindness, which, uh, I, I mean, knock on wood, <laughs> I don't want to say what I want to say, but, uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit easier for us. And I'm, I don't know what kind of creative ways the father is going to be testing us in our ability to be kind this coming week, but, uh, pray for my family. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I would like to know, why did we choose the fruit of the spirits? Like why? Uh, because I <laughs> thought that was a good idea. <laughs> your idea. <laughs> you literally thought this would be a good idea well why are you guys listening to me like come on <laughs> you obviously we need a refresher course <laughs> well next time don't listen to what amanda says <laughs> oh man see this is so much fun guys this is so much fun uh but we will we will be back next week with kindness pray for our families pray for us please let us know how we can pray for you as always in the bottom of the show notes is our email we would love to hear from you your thoughts on this episode previous episodes tell us what we're doing good tell us what we're doing bad tell us what you want to see in the future um share any prayer requests that you might have with us we would love to be praying for you um and never ever 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 forget that faith is a verb enjoyed this episode don't forget to join in on the conversation in the comments let us know your thoughts your takeaways or even offer up some suggestions for future episodes if you're enjoying our time of study together please tell your friends about it so we can study with them too you can always screenshot this episode and post it into your socials don't forget to check the show notes for any resources that we included in today's episode may yahweh the elohim of abraham isaac and jacob bless you today and all of your days mm-hmm.